From the Chattahoochee Tech Studios, this is your Paulding County News Podcast. Bringing our stories to life with news, events, and what we're talking about in Paulding County. Like, follow, and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you. About you. From you. Call us now to get in on the conversation at 404-997-8655. That's 404-997-8655 or info at bgadgroup.com. And here's what you're talking about. Coming up in a little bit, we'll have part one of our exclusive interview with Andy Turner, the husband of the late Heather Turner, that you've all been waiting for. But first, Corporal Kevin Dutton was named the Employee of the Month for July this year by the Paulding County Board of Commissioners. Dutton, who is a Georgia POST certified instructor, was recognized for his hard work and dedication in leading the implementation of the new Taser 7 Conducted Energy Weapon Program. Sheriff Gary Gulledge praised Dutton's exemplary performance and essential role in completing the project successfully. This from the Dallas New Era. Former University of Georgia linebacker Adam Anderson, accused of rape by two women, accepted a plea deal on lesser charges. He entered a plea for two misdemeanor counts of sexual battery, maintaining innocence while acknowledging the plea is in his best interest. The incidents occurred in 2021, and the charges were downgraded from felony rape to misdemeanor sexual battery. Anderson got a one-year jail sentence for both charges concurrently and must have no contact with the victims or discuss the cases on social media. His attorney stated that he hopes to pursue a career in pro football after completing his sentence. This from WSBTV.com. Pless C. Davis of East Paulding High School was among 51 career, technical, and agricultural education CTAE educators who were honored by the Georgia Association for Career and Technical Education. Mr. Davis was named the 2023 Georgia ACTE Carl Perkins Community Service Award recipient. This award recognizes individuals who have used CTE to make a significant impact on their community and demonstrated leadership in the programs and activities that promote student involvement in community service. Mr. Davis will also be appropriately recognized by the Paulding County School System where he is employed. This from the Dallas New Era. Up next, some of the things we're talking about in Paulding County. 98.7 Chat Tech, where 98.7% of our students earn a career. You know, it could be somebody that's motivated to want to learn a lot about brewing because there's a lot to learn. And somebody that's really interested in the process that's going on. But if you have a more of a scientific take to it, that definitely helps in understanding how to troubleshoot things because things are always coming up during the process. And there's, there's definitely a lot of troubleshooting and scientific method involved throughout everything you do in brewing. The extremely low tuition compared to anywhere else. When I first graduated high school, I was living in Woodstock at the time because I wouldn't have been able to afford to go like live on campus anywhere. So my options were more or less Kennesaw State or Chattahoochee Tech. I've been bouncing around jobs. I didn't really know what to do. And I had a friend doing his biomedical engineering degree. Yeah, he told me to jump on board. I did that and here I am (laughs) repairing medical equipment. Visit ChattahoocheeTech.edu where 98.7% of our students earn a career. We're back with more of your Paulding County News Podcast. As we go to the social media pages, here are some things you're talking about from the Paulding County Uncensored Facebook page. Call us at 404-997-8655 and be part of the conversation. We'll try that in a small town. See how far 
Jason Aldean's Try That in a Small Town has become his highest charting song of his career as it debuted at number two on the Billboard charts. But is this song really promoting gun violence? Why are people saying this is a pro-lynching song? And is Aldean becoming a victim of cancel culture? How do you feel about this? Let us know. Have you seen the new controversial movie, Sounds of Freedom, about child trafficking? Is this movie sensationalized? Is there a QAnon link? Did you go to the theater to see this movie and the theater said there's a malfunction with the movie and there won't be any sound? This is happening around the country. We want to know your thoughts, Paulding County. And lastly, Heather Taylor of Dallas went to the McDonald's on Merchants Drive in Dallas and used her Venmo card only to have it hacked and she lost a small amount of money. According to Paulding County Uncensored, she's not alone. Many other patrons had this happen to them at the same location. Be careful, you all. Call us at 404-997-8655 and let us know if this happened to you. Now we like to bring you a little news of the weird, news of the wild and wacky from time to time. Well, welcome back Ashburn's Big Peanut. Destroyed by Hurricane Michael, this 18-foot-tall landmark now stands tall again thanks to community efforts. Symbolizing Turner County's pride, its rededication brought tears of joy. Visitors don't miss this iconic stop along I-75. Proudly standing for 49 years, it's Georgia's largest peanut. Local hero Cole Searcer and his team put in 700 to 800 hours to restore it, ensuring it's now sturdier. A true testament to resilience and community spirit. What's happening in Baldwin County? Here are some exciting events. Bucking Goat Brewery. Wednesday, they have cornhole with a 7.30 p.m. start. They have a blind jaw and a $10 buy-in. On Thursday, they have a meet-and-greet night. All parents get $5 beers and teachers get $4 beers. You must mention this discount to get it. Friday, Calvin's Barbecue and More food truck from 5 to 9 p.m. Check out their seafood pre-orders. Saturday, All Around the World food truck is there from 2 to 9 p.m. Attention all outdoor enthusiasts, the 2023 AgPro Georgia Outdoor News Outdoor Blast presented by Georgia Drive Chevy is back at Lake Point Sports in Emerson July 28th through the 30th. This year's AgPro Outdoor Blast will be bigger than ever with hundreds of outdoor vendors from across the country selling the latest hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. Plus, attendees have a chance to win a gun every hour of the show with the thrilling Gun and Hour giveaway. And don't miss the thrilling Truck Buck Shootout where one lucky hunter will win a new Silverado from John Meagle Chevrolet. And anyone can take the shootout stage and shoot in the highly anticipated 3030 Ministries $1,000 shootout. It's a weekend to celebrate the outdoors. Enjoy fishing seminars at the 4,000 gallon bass tank. The AgPro Outdoor Blast, sponsored by Kenzie's Optics and Georgia Outdoor News, July 28th through the 30th. Tickets are $10 and kids under 12 for free. For more information and to buy your tickets, visit GON.com slash outdoor blast. We're back with more of your Paulding County News podcast. Coming up, our feature interview with Andy Turner. Doug, you did this interview. What are your thoughts on it? Well, it certainly was an interesting interview, but what was most compelling is that he had his daughter Lexi on there, too. And she's 12 or 13 years old. He had to sign a release form for her to be on this. So that's a really compelling part of it. But enjoy the interview, everybody. And all of our feature interviews here on the Paulding County News Podcast are presented by Credit Union of Georgia. Here's Doug with Andy Turner. Let's meet some of the interesting people in our neighborhood. Andy. Hey there, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Turn it 
All right. Hey there. I got Lex here. Come on up. Hey, how's it going? Good. Good. Good to see you all today. Uh, Good to see you. you. Thank you very much. Thanks for doing this. Uh, appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, yeah. So if you, I don't know how pressed you are for time, but uh, we can get right into it. Yeah, we, uh, we, we've dedicated this time to uh, to spend it with you and appreciate you helping us, you know, get this out and help promote the book. We, we, we appreciate that. Okay, excellent. So, I mean, we can get started. I'll just do a short intro here for our podcast. So, uh, thanks to everyone tuning into the Paulding County News podcast today. We're with uh, Andy Turner and also his daughter, Alexis Turner. And uh, he's the husband of the late Heather Turner, who passed away the morning of May 4th, 2017. Andy, appreciate you speaking with us today. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Okay, so we'll just start off by, you know, kind of telling us what, what happened the morning of May 4th, 2017. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'd be glad to. Uh, but before I hit on, on that morning, I'll tell you the, a little bit about the, the night before. Okay. Uh, when, uh, when, when Heather came in, um, her and Lexi had uh, um, time together cooking. Um, Heather always liked to spend uh, spend time at the stove and uh, would would teach Lexi how to cook. And uh, she came in that night and uh, she had it on her mind. She had emailed me earlier that day that she wanted to fix my favorite meal for me. And uh, growing up as a Southern boy, I like um, salmon patties and biscuit and gravy and and uh, and uh, some cantaloupe. And she said, "Hey, I want to make that for you. You know, I've had it on my mind. I want to do this." So uh, she come in and her and Lexi had flour and uh, mess all over the floor. And uh, <clears throat> then she fixed my fixed my plate for me, which she would always do. She was a, she was a giver. She she enjoyed that. And she fixed my plate and uh, and we ate and we had a, a, a wonderful time. And um, when I was picking the plates up, uh, Heather jumped on my back. And I said, "Giddy up!" So I started running around the the, the island there in uh, in in the, the middle of the kitchen, and then out down into the the living room. And Lexi was filming us. And um, Lexi has a chapter in the book because I'm not the only author in it. Uh, me and all four of my children are, are the author of, of the book. And uh, this chapter that Lexi wrote um, is titled "If I'd Only Known." And um, what she's talking about, if I'd only known this was the last time I'd ever took the photos of my parents together, I would have taken more photos and uh, I would have taken more time. So as we're running around and and she's yelling, you know, yeehaw and giddy up and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm an old man. <laughs> it was uh, starting to wear on my back. So uh, I stopped and uh, and she's like, well, giddy up. And so I, I giddy to my, my giddy was done and, um, but, uh, you know, if I'd only known, I would have, I'd have had probably a little bit more giddy up too, you know, looking at that hindsight. So we, uh, sat down on the couch and watched a little TV and Lexi fell asleep on the couch, uh, watching a movie. And, uh, we left her on the couch and Heather and I went to bed and, uh, fell asleep the next morning that you had asked about to get directly to your question. Right. Uh, heard a noise and, uh, when I heard the noise, we had this um, um, 
caddy was in the shower. The, the, it was kind of spring fed that went from the ceiling to the floor and uh, it would fall sometimes. So, you know, when you first wake up and you're startled, I thought maybe that was it. And, and, uh, or, or maybe Heather fell into it. So when I get up, I go around the, the bed cause I'm on the backside, I go around the bed and I come around and Lexi meets me at the door and I push it open. And when I do, I see what had happened, which was a pretty horrific scene. Sure. And uh, Lexi is there, and her her view of the top part of her mom was obstructed by the counter. Uh, but she saw enough. She saw her mom's legs. And so when I realized what had, what had happened, I grabbed Lexi, and I just kind of fell back in the floor. And uh, um, that moment there, it was just a shock. And then you're, you're – Worst nightmares just come true, you know, when when you realize what, what had happened. And uh, I carried Lexi and I, I set her on the couch and I told her don't move and uh, called my parents. And uh, then I called 911. And that's pretty much the, the start of, of that morning. Did you happen to notice anything that was kind of off about Heather the night before? I, I never did. I never noticed anything off. And that that's uh, something that had bothered me for, for years as a parent. I mean, as, I mean, as a husband, um, you know, I, I felt like I'd let her down there, that there should have been something that, uh, that said, Hey, you know, you, you need to stop here and ask some questions. There should have been something that was a, a red flag, but Heather was the happiest person in, in the world. You know, she, she always had a, had a way of lighting a room when she walked into it and she never, uh, led on that that she was uh, to that stage. Now she was upset over her her grandfather dying, mm-hmm. and then um, it was at, right at the same time her her mom died. <laughs> Pardon me, which was in April, uh, the end of April, I think twenty eighth or 29th. I'm not one hundred percent sure. And uh, she had mentioned, you know, that she hated that month as well, but nothing to the extreme of. Hey, it's it's so bad that I, you know, I'm depressed or, or thinking about that. You know, this is it. Right. Was she having any issues at work or anything like that? Uh, she, uh, the day that she came home, she told me that uh, uh, she said, "Hey, you're going to be happy. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting fired." And, and uh, um, but I liked her at home anyway. She never never worked until this this short period of time. Uh, and she said, "But I got to go back tomorrow and decide if I'm going to quit or be fired." And I, I said, "Well, explain that to me." She said, "Well, one, well, if I if I'm fired, I can get work comp, and if I quit, I can't." And she said, "So I got to go back and talk to the judge." And I said, "Well, okay." And she said, "But doesn't matter. I'll be able to spend more time with Lexi, and that's what." Uh, uh, that's what we'll focus on. And uh, that, that was pretty much the end of that conversation. Okay. Um, you know, did she leave any note or anything like that? Uh, does it she did. Of... There, there was a note. Uh, and it said, uh, I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but that, uh, I mean, that was it. That, uh, well, uh, for me, that, that, that didn't tell me enough, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm thankful to have that, but you know, I, I personally wish you'd have wrote wrote us as a family a little bit more. Yeah, um, where exactly did she leave that in the bathroom, or did she leave it in somewhere else in the house? Yeah, 
I did not see the note. Uh, the oh. uh, the the detectives found the note and uh, and then they they showed it to me. Um, so I, I'm not 100 percent sure where the where the note was. Uh, they they found it and then brought it to me. Okay. Um, so you know this was uh, six years ago, as you as you well know, and the media has covered this pretty extensively. Is what have they misconstrued about your situation? Oh man, there, there's been a lot that's misconstrued. We, we we could probably take hours right here on on uh what a, what has been uh, messed up on this. One uh, what what's been told so much is that Heather was leaving. Uh, you know she's she never was leaving. Uh, that, that never was uh, anything that was discussed in our home. Uh, we we had a very happy home. Um, we never had issues in our marriage. Uh, matter of fact, most days was kind of like our, our last day. You know, it was a lot of silliness, a lot of uh, a lot of fun, a lot, a lot of good times. Um, never, Heather and I rarely ever hardly disagreed on anything. Uh, another one that that's misconstrued um, uh, was that the, the 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 wall looked like it was washed. You know, the the. Coroner made it several mistakes, uh, and and look, I'm I'm not gonna try to, you know, bash Lindsay at all. Um, but it was I think it was her first or second corner case ever, um, and and you know I, I know when you're first getting into it, those things can be overwhelming. Um, but in the bathroom, there was an architectural stamp uh, for what one ear was smooth, and the other section had a stamp. That was throughout the entire house. Uh, so she would have stopped and, and looked at it when she first come through the front door. It had the same pattern. Um, so making that statement uh, kind of led and, and allowed things to be misconstrued. The biggest one that really upsets me is that uh, I was never questioned, that I haven't been talked to by the police. Uh, that, that, that morning that Heather passed away, the police kept me for over five hours. Uh, and immediately did a, a GSR test. Um, I was not allowed to leave my bedroom. Uh, was was tested, photographed, photographed naked, uh, and so they they did a lot of uh, a lot of questioning, and then said uh, made statements that I, you know I never was. So there's there's a lot of things that's misconstrued in the media. Uh, a lot of stuff that's told that is just extremely unfactual, and and it's in the book. Um, yeah, I don't want to tell everything in the book. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, okay. uh, there's a lot that's in there that, um, the refutes. And then we, we, we give the facts and the, the information that's behind it when people read it. So how come you decided to write this book? It's called who turned up the silence. Why did you decide to write this book and, and when's it coming out? Um, the, the book is in pre-order right now. Uh, it should be in print um, somewhere around August the, the 1st uh, and be out between the 1st and the 15th, is my understanding. Um, I talked to my publisher yesterday, and that, that it's on track for that. Um, so it, it's completely finished, and now we're, we're just waiting on uh, uh, it to be, be printed and, you know, the, the, the final things for that. What led me to write it is um, uh, several, several different things. One, we want to we want to help people. Um, so when you read this story, if you're struggling, uh, thinking about suicide, um, we want to help prevent that. Uh, when you see what our family's gone through, 
uh, what the aftermath caused for our family, um, your life matters. Um, and, uh, and, and you're, you're cared for your love, uh, and, um, you know, if Heather would have realized what it would have put us through, I think she would have, she would have thought longer and harder about it. Um, the, uh, awareness of social media bullying, uh, we want to bring awareness to that, um, how that affects people. I mean, it's cost us jobs. It's, uh, it's hurt my children drastically. Uh, we've had to change schools, um, uh, we wanted uh, to bring awareness to to churches. Um, you know, if this country is ever going to you know experience a revival again, uh, the way the churches responded in this was hurtful. You know, I, I grew up very religious. I, I have a, a doctorate degree in theology. Um, but as I was going through my darkest days, I saw pastors on websites uh, talking bad and uh, and gossiping, and then getting in pulpits and preaching against gossip. And, uh, you know, that's not, that's not what God would have for us. And, uh, and then we wonder why churches are sitting across each other on, uh, on two different street corners and both are empty. And uh, that's why, you know, uh, and that's, uh, um, you know, not, not what, what the Bible teaches us. And uh, obviously those, those pastors did wrong. And, and, uh, you know, I want to bring an awareness to the churches to, to do right. Uh, you know, if you're going to draw people in the doors, that's not the way to do it. Uh, you know, we don't want people committing suicide. We don't want people bullying. Uh, and also, I'm, I'm helping lobby with some uh, um, politicians on court reform. You know, when you go reading through all of the book, the, the, the important thing is there. But the most important one for us and our family is to set the record straight. So, you know, th these five, five things is really what led us to do it, because all that we've been through the last – six plus years uh it, it was time to share and uh, and then share the truth so that people would uh would hear it from us and then uh let it let it out where uh hopefully some of this will stop so lexi and the and your other kids wrote passages or chapters in this book yeah we are all co-authors it's not just uh passages i mean they they're uh wrote part of the chapters typically the way it would work uh, is at the, the top of a chapter let's say i start it and uh, that chapter really affected one or all of the kids the other kids would pick up and start writing and, and you see it because their name's beside it and it's in their verbiage nothing's changed uh, uh you can tell it's in their verbiage that's not edited or, or any way that we made sure we left it in that raw form um and you know, the next kid picks up and then they wanted to share their story or, or how that story affected them and uh, and, and tell it. Um, so everybody can see the, the true emotions of this um, on, on the things that had happened, like when we were out in the aftermath and how people had treated us um, and then share it from their perspective and point of view. What has been the, the worst part of being, you know, people treating you poorly, like, have they vandalized your house or anything like that? Oh yeah, my my house was spray. I had murderers spray uh, spray painted across a garage door. We, I think we're my my oldest son sitting here. I think we're like forty six tires that's been cut and our had nails put in it. Uh, death threats, uh, man. I don't even know how many death threats that we've had. Uh, we've uh, uh, had had house security for my my children because they'd be followed home from work. People would come up to their jobs and say things. 
But here's I'll share one story with you. We, we were all at a, at a Longhorns, the, the one in Hiram, and uh, we're eating there together. Uh, and this was shortly after, just a few months after. And, you know, our family never had a chance to mourn. You know, we're still going through a hard time, but we, we lost a mom and a wife and, you know, my, my best friend. And we're, we're still dealing with, with the, the, the hurt and the pain of, of losing someone. And uh, this guy comes up that uh, we didn't know. And he said, uh, uh, I know who you are. And I turned and I looked at him. All my kids are there. We'd ordered our food, but it wasn't wasn't out yet. And uh, I said, well, sir, I, I apologize. I don't recognize you. I said, you know, do I know you from work, church? And he goes, no, you're that guy that killed his wife. Hmm. And I'm right here with, with all my children. And as soon as he said that and I look at him, I hear a noise that my oldest son had planted his foot in the middle of the table and he's midair. And I had to catch him. And he's going after the guy. And he's a boxer, and, and and I'm holding him. And when I do, I grab him, and I'm standing him like I said, "Son, you can't, you can't." I said, "You think I don't want to turn around and smack this guy myself?" You know, and all my kids are crying, and I, I and, and and my oldest son, he's like, "But he he deserves he deserves what I'm gonna give him." And I'm like, "Yeah, he deserves it. He sure does." But if we respond this way, we make them right of what they're saying about us. And we got to love them more than they hate us. Yeah, we've got the truth on our side. The truth will stand. And for somebody to come up and say that in front of you, in front of the children, when we're suffering too, we, we've lost. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's horrendous. And we've, we tell hundreds of stories. Uh, not all of them are in the book, but we tell a lot of them. We've got the story after story after story. We had people come up in our yard, um, threaten to fight us, want uh, to harm my children. Um, it's uh, it's been awful. I've lost eight jobs because people will call there and say, "You realize you got a murderer working for you." Send anonymous letters. Uh, it's uh, it's been difficult for us just trying to survive what Heather created. Um, you know, we we didn't want her to do that either. You know, and uh, we didn't want to lose her either. Uh, but then on top of that, we we're dealing with that loss, and then what society is now brought on us through the condemnation. Make sure you join us for part two of this Andy Turner interview coming up on the Sunday edition of the Paulding County News Podcast. I love technology as much as anybody, but when banks replace people with machines, I had to draw a line. I've been with the same bank for 20 plus years, and as cool as technology is, I believe the relationship you have with your bank is an important one. My wife used to bake cookies for the people who worked at our bank, and they were our friends. But in the last couple of years, they were all replaced by video tellers. Recently, I sold a vehicle and was paid in cash. I went to deposit it and was told my now former bank no longer accepts cash. Okay. That was it for me. I joined Credit Union of Georgia, a homegrown, not-for-profit cooperative that still offers personalized customer service, a network of more than 30,000 ATMs, and convenient locations. Innovation is great, but trust and relationships still matter, particularly where it comes to your finances. Make the switch today. Get more info at cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, the better way to bank. We're back with more of your Paulding County News podcast. Georgia Power announced that a new nuclear reactor at Plant Vodal is nearing full operation, but the utility faces scrutiny over the project's rising costs due to delays. 
Southern Nuclear, the facility operator, submitted the required inspections and tests for regulatory approval to ensure safety standards are met. Unit 3 recently became operational after delays, and Unit 4 is expected to be completed by fall of 2024. The project started in 2005, faced delays and increased costs, and is now estimated to cost over $35 billion. Critics worry about the financial burden on ratepayers, while Georgia Power sees it as essential for providing clean and reliable energy. This from GeorgiaRecorder.com. Valdosta State University graduate Donovan Head has been appointed as the executive director of the Charter Schools Commission of Georgia. The appointment was made by Governor Brian Kemp and approved by the Board of Commissioners. Head, who currently serves as deputy director of the Governor's Office of Student Achievement, will assume his new role on August 1st. His appointment was the result of a nationwide search, and he was chosen for his leadership skills and dedication to Georgia's students. Head has prior experience as a senior congressional staffer and played a role in Brian Kemp's 2018 campaign. This from the Albany Herald. The debt ceiling deal reached between the Biden administration and Republicans will allocate $121 billion for veteran medical funding in fiscal year 2024. The deal includes $20 billion in compensation funding for American troops affected by exposure to toxic burn pit sites in Iraq and other locations. The funding is crucial as veterans face higher risks of mental health disorders, substance abuse, homelessness, and suicide compared to civilians. There are currently 16.5 million military veterans in the U.S., with Georgia having 7.3% of its civilian population aged 18 and older having served in the military, the 25th smallest share among states. The data is sourced from the 2021 American Community Survey by the U.S. Census Bureau. This story from the Center Square. When it comes to solving complex engineering challenges, there's only one name you need to know, Engineered Solutions of Georgia. Our team of experts has years of experience and uses the latest technology to provide innovative solutions for all your home needs. From foundation repair to waterproofing and drainage solutions, we've got you covered. We work with both residential and commercial clients, and we're committed to providing excellent customer service every step of the way. And with our state-of-the-art equipment and top-quality materials, you can be confident that your project will be completed to the highest standards. So why settle for less when you can have the best? Call Engineered Solutions of Georgia today to schedule your free consultation and see how we can help you tackle any engineering challenge. Engineered Solutions of Georgia We guarantee a stable dry foundation Residential and commercial Hey, we do it all Dial 678 ESOG now Thanks for listening to today's Paulding County News Podcast. Follow and subscribe to hear the latest news from the Paulding County News Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. For you, about you, and from you. Get involved in the conversation at 404-997-8655 or info at bgadgroup.com. Did you know over 50% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly? Make sure you join us for our next episode and be sure to share this podcast on social media with your friends and family. Add us to your Alexa flash briefing or your Google Home briefing and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. All rights reserved.